like he was putting his like nails like into the I was passed out in my bed and then I remember being woken up by someone. He was like, don't be so shy, like come here and all this. And I was just like, I'm not, I just can't look at them. Smacked me on the ass, the other laughed and they ran away. It's nice when someone just says it's okay to feel. You got found that 19% of people would use the word feminist as an insult. I wanted to prove them wrong. From URN, this is the 19%. I'm Anya Lawrence. Ella goes to this house party to celebrate the end of a project she completed at university. Then this guy Henry walks in. At some point in the night, she finds herself talking to him and he leans down and opens up a bag of alcohol and he offers some to Ella. At first I said no, but he was just like, come on, it's the end of the project, you know, stop being so boring. I gave in to that pressure um, and took uh, a drink that he had from his bag. That's the last thing I remember of that night. A few days later, Ella's with her friends and they're talking about the party. And that's when things start to unravel. In a usual friendly way, I just went, that guy Henry, um, he tried to kiss me at the party. And then their faces got so serious and they said, I saw you get with him and and we saw you all over the party and we saw you upstairs. And it was at that moment that I just realised I didn't remember the night at all. I'm a virgin. I just want to have sex for the first time with someone who's close to me. But then I'm not. I'm not actually sure if I am a virgin. Like I, I just don't know anymore. Someone who's super close to me has this story which I've never heard before. It begins in a park in Basingstoke. Mo's walking her dog and she's alone, but it's 2pm in the afternoon. And then this man appears. He grabbed me and he had a pair of scissors in his hand and he just grabbed me from behind and he just put the pair of scissors at my throat and then we started heading up towards the woodlands. But then he basically started touching me up and started sexually assaulting me. In the park, there were still people walking around. It was 2pm in the afternoon, in the bright daylight. In fact, she saw a woman walk past them in the distance. It gave her an idea. She suggested to her attacker that they should go somewhere more private. He sort of stopped and he sort of said, oh yeah, maybe. And then I then said, well, actually, why don't you just let me go now? And he started strangling me. And then he said, oh, I can't let you go now. You're seeing what I look like now. I sort of said, oh yeah, I'm really sorry, really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. He sort of calmed down again. And then I said, well, we still need to go and find somewhere a bit more quiet. And I said, well, maybe the dog's attracting attention as well. He agreed that it would be a good idea to put the dog in the car. So they started to walk towards where her car was parked. And um, and then something in me, I just I just couldn't go back. I just couldn't do it. So I just slipped away and I went running to a group of people and then they wouldn't believe me. And then he started coming back towards me and then whilst they were pushing me out of the way. Then I caught sight of a guy, another guy sitting in the car reading his paper. And I ran to his car and knocked on his window. And then he got me, told me to get in his car. And as soon as I got in the car, my attacker ran off. What I did the next day was that I made myself go back to the park again on my own. And um, I did get out of the car and I didn't go very far, but I just felt that I had to do it because I just felt that I didn't want a man like that just to affect me for the rest of my life. 
Caitlin's story begins with her second year at university. When we moved into this house, we moved in with four or so friends who I knew quite well, and then there was two people who I didn't really know. And one of these individuals ended up being a massive problem. I remember within the first week of being with this person, he made a comment about if he was invisible, he would rape and murder whoever he wanted. And there was two girls living in the house and he just sort of looked at both of us. When he got drunk, he would pound at your door in like three in the morning and demand that you talk to him. And I remember there was one time where my other housemate got so sick of this that she came out of her room and went downstairs and talked to him. And I remember lying on the floor in my room, trying to listen out to make sure that if I heard her screaming or something like that, I would be able to run down and stop it. And there was a comment that he made when she came down wearing a pair of shorts and he literally said, I'm gonna have to go upstairs now and masturbate profusely. He came into the kitchen and he just started talking like, nonsense saying oh I've got gout I've got gout and then he's just like I need you to sit in my room with me while I fall asleep because otherwise I'm going to die and literally at that moment I went upstairs and I packed a f like a few bits of clothing I got my purse and I went to the train station and I waited for like four hours until the first train in the morning could take me back home. Eventually the whole house went to the university and made statements about the harassment there was talk about disciplinary meetings and the housemates were told that he might be kicked off his course if he'd broken the student code of conduct. And that was it. They heard no more from the university. Then in the January of this year, um, I was signing up to some of my modules and I looked down the list and I could see the name of the individual who had lived in the house and I realised that we'd been put in the same module and nothing had happened. He hadn't been kicked out of the uni. I remember the first lecture that I went and I knew that he was going to be in it. I sat at the back of the lecture and I just tried to look as small as I possibly could. The whole sort of world seemed to stop and it was like it was five seconds because suddenly the lecture stopped, everyone was leaving, he left and suddenly all of these feelings and all of this stuff that happened in a short space of time that I'd never properly dealt with just hit me. That was the first time that I thought about, well, strength isn't necessarily accepting that people have done terrible things to you. Strength is standing up for something and saying something's not right and saying that you've been hurt, because I guess that that's powerful in its own way. 